Below sat a little group of goblins around a fire, the smoke of which vanished in the darkness far aloft. The sides of the cave were full of shining minerals, like those of the palace hall, and the company was evidently of a superior order, for every one wore stones about head or arms or waist, shining dull, gorgeous colours in the light of the fire. Nor had Curdie looked long before he recognised the king himself. "'and found that he had made his way into the inner apartment of the royal family. "'He had never had such a good chance of hearing something. "'He crept through the hole as softly as he could, "'scrambled a good way down the wall towards them without attracting attention, "'and then sat down and listened. "'The king, evidently the queen, "'and probably the crown prince and the prime minister were talking together. "'He was sure of the queen by her shoes.' "'for as she warmed her feet at the fire, he saw them quite plainly. "'That will be fun,' said the one he took for the crown prince. "'It was the first whole sentence he heard. "'I don't see why you should think it such a grand affair,' said his stepmother, "'tossing her head backward. "'You must remember, my spouse,' interposed his majesty, "'as if making excuse for his son.' "'He has got the same blood in him. "'His mother—' "'Don't talk to me of his mother. "'You positively encourage his unnatural fancies. "'Whatever belongs to that mother ought to be cut out of him.' "'You forget yourself, my dear,' said the king. "'I don't,' said the queen. "'Nor you either. "'If you expect me to approve of such coarse tastes, "'you will find yourself mistaken. "'I don't wear shoes for nothing.' "'You must acknowledge, however—' "'said the king with a little groan, "'that this, at least, is no whim of hair-lips, "'but a matter of state policy. "'You are well aware that his gratification comes "'purely from the pleasure of sacrificing himself "'to the public good. "'Does it not, hair-lip? "'Yes, father, of course it does. "'Only it will be nice to make her cry. "'I'll have the skin taken off between her toes "'and tie them up till they grow together. "'Then her feet will be like other people's.' "'and there'll be no occasion for her to wear shoes. "'Do you mean to insinuate I've got toes, you unnatural wretch?' "'cried the Queen, and she moved angrily towards Harelip. "'The Councillor, however, who was betwixt them, "'leaned forward so as to prevent her touching him, "'but only as if to address the Prince. "'Your Royal Highness,' he said, "'possibly requires to be reminded "'that you have got three toes yourself.' "'One on one foot, two on the other.' <laughs> shouted the Queen triumphantly. "'The Councillor, encouraged by this mark of favour, went on. "'It seems to me, Your Royal Highness, "'it would greatly endear you to your future people, "'proving to them that you are not the less one of themselves, "'that you had the misfortune to be born of a son-mother, "'if you were to command upon yourself "'the comparatively slight operation which—' "'in a more extended form, "'you so wisely meditate with regard to your future princess.' "'Ha, ha, ha!' laughed the Queen, louder than before. "'And the King and the ministers joined in the laugh. "'Helip growled, "'and for a few moments the others continued "'to express their enjoyment of his discomfiture 